Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me is my co-diabetic co-host, that's Waylon Davis. Hey, everybody. How you doing? And I say that because we were both having to remark about how we're both having to take our metformin like right before the show. <laughs> yeah. We didn't used to be like this, but you know no. what? It happens. It happens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and hopefully if I did this correctly, I had an, an intro before the show that we've never had. And I've got to give a whole lot of credit to Justin from the Jay and Trey podcast. He actually created that for us just because he just wanted to do it. He just wanted to help us out. Help us out. Yeah. Um, and if you have never watched, uh, really, I mean, they're mostly um, video, but mm-hmm. they, they are on some streaming platforms now as well. But if you were to just go do a search for TNC Sports Talk or JHA Podcast, you should be able to find them on YouTube. If not, uh, I can always provide a link. Those guys are super awesome. They're very good at what they do. Absolutely. They, yes, they, they have, are. Oh, man. They have, they don't just focus on wrestling, they try to focus on all sports uh, because even today, uh, I watched it and I totally forgot her name, but they had another female MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just uh, they reach out and just get people. And people are coming on and they're doing a great job. And we've kind of been collaborating and actually uh, we're almost having a contest as it can, who can do the most shout outs to the other one. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I will have to say, uh, Joel and I, we were discussing them the other day because Trey had, uh, he had also done something for us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, he just said, Hey guys, I just did this video for you. And I said, I said, you know what, Joel, I said, we don't deserve Trey. <laughs> and we don't deserve Justin. We don't deserve Jake. I mean, those guys have been just so great to us. Yeah, they really uh, have. You know, so, uh, so we try like we, uh, whatever we can do to try to, uh, pay them back about as best as what we can. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check out their, their show. They go live a few times a week. Usually I want to say Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I do know they're not going to be live tomorrow. Uh, Justin's unable to make it, mm. but yeah, uh, unfortunately, you know, because, hey, sometimes, you know, um, life comes up yep. and you got to take, you know, you have to prioritize and we are fully on board with that as well. So, I mean, yeah. we're married, we got kids, we get that. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes, uh, the, sometimes I can't watch the show during the day just because they, they are on during the day. And if I'm extremely busy at work, we're in a meeting, yeah. I have to, you know, Chris, I have to focus on that. Uh, but since they are going to be on YouTube, you can always catch the show after yep. the fact. You can always go back later. Yeah. Yep. The only thing that you can't do, obviously, if you're watching it after the fact is you can't chat with them, interact with them uh, live as it happens. Right. So if you go to any of their old shows, you might just see armchair booking, you know, in a lot of chat. <laughs> so, um, but and then they will respond to you, uh, too. A lot of times, you know, they will bring up what you're saying, you know, as mm-hmm. part of the show. So, but yeah, go check out those guys. They're they're great. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to it's actually it's two guys um the same guys but they have two different podcasts uh one's called the true Com- the true crime cast the other one is bless their hearts i talked about them before and these guys i mean they they're as part of the true crime cast they've actually been on the chris jericho show twice and apparently chris jericho has been on their show like you know sometime in the past so yeah. uh so i mean that, that gives them any kind of clout you know, um, in any kind of street cred, I mean, I'd, I'd say that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. And those, these guys, um, ever since I started following, I first, first started following the true crime cast 
And then they advertise, by the way, we have another podcast where we don't talk about crime because sometimes they need kind of a break from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to get that mental break from like that. All the, yeah, <laughs> that kind of stuff. You need a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's a perfect, perfect name for it. But there are secondary podcasts called Bless Their Hearts. And, you know, they, uh, so these guys, I mean, they are also really busy because you got to think, mm -hmm. I mean, they're recording. Uh, they record it, they, they drop at least three a week. One, a regular true crime cast episode, which is between like 30, 45 minutes. The Bless Their Hearts, was, which is also about 30 to 45 minutes. And that one's just about anything on so it. That one's like two guys just sitting around the porch talking. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, kind of like what me and Jalen do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but they're talking about not crime. And then the other one, they call it True Crime to Go. It's a like about a 10 to 15 minute episode that they drop normally on Fridays. And those are usually uh, definitely not very well known cases. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, and the reason I also bring them up is because once I start following them on Twitter with our uh, Twitter or podcast Twitter, they followed me back. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, I just, I sent a message to say, hey, you know, I like your show. I just started listening to it. Well, we started corresponding. Next thing you know, they actually invited me to be on Bless Their Hearts. You know, so that happened back. In fact, they recorded it on my birthday back mm -hmm. in August. So I called in. We were talking about sports curses. And since then, I've also sent them uh, two stories for their true crime cast, which they've actually had on the air. One is one they had on the true crime to go and it was actually about a case that happened in pinehurst north carolina when i was about six years old and it, it always scared the bejesus out of me because i was six years old when yeah. it happened uh but it's one of the ones you know that i was like you don't really see anything about it and such that one's actually called the ring and no it's not about you know samara and the ring and the well either i mean yeah is, yeah there's yeah I, I think i told you mm -hmm. you know the full story so yeah it's uh, it's pretty gruesome. It's very real. It's a very true story, but I actually submitted it to them and they said, man, this is very well written. You know, um, we're going to do it. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I sent them another story not too long ago. And now this one was delayed a little bit as far as I'm recording it, because, um, they had some health issues with them and their family. And just about, right about the same time that we had some health issues, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, the coronavirus, the COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, the super cooties, it sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they, of course they were not immune from that. So, uh, but the next, the other story I wrote to them, I didn't catch. They are also on, um, Patreon mm -hmm. and, if you're a subscribing member to their Patreon, which I, I mean, I am, I pay the yearly fee. If you actually do the yearly fee, they'll actually give you a shout out on the air and they might send you an autographed picture of themselves, which they did for me. Cool. And in fact, I actually just sent them some t-shirts and, you know, uh, in gratitude. Right. For everything that, yeah. Because they, uh, well, I was wondering, I was like, when are they ever going to do that story? Because they said they, they were recording it and they had actually advertised that they, they were going to drop it. And then I, got the noticing that i wasn't getting any updates from my patreon on my phone my phone's set up right now because i messed up and didn't get the maximum capacity on my latest phone i got like half i got like the 128 instead of the 256 mm, okay so i had to delete all my music off of it 
which mm. sucks. Uh, but I still have my old one. Thankfully, I was actually able to keep my old one, so I still have all the music on there. Yeah, there you so, go. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have it set up to where if I don't use an app for like a certain amount of time, it will drop it back into cloud so it's not taking up space. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happened to the Patreon. Because, oh. yeah, because they're the only ones I subscribe to. And when they when they all got sick, of course, they weren't recording, so they weren't dropping any episodes. And so yeah. I, now I looked and I was like, huh. And as soon as I downloaded the uh, the Patreon app again and, you know, of course, you know, reinstalled it, boom, there was the show. <laughs> and it's a Patreon exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that is actually called the Nebraska Boy Snatcher. Uh, it's about a a guy. He was a, a serial killer. Well, he barely qualified to be a serial killer. Not that there's a contest, but he killed three uh, boys, two in Nebraska. When he was actually in the Air Force, stationed at Offutt Air Force Base out, mm-hmm. out by Omaha, and but he killed one in Maine before he ever went in the Air Force. But his nickname was they called him the Nebraska Boy Snatcher. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, on that, on that episode, uh, and I've actually shared it on Twitter and on Facebook, which of course mm-hmm. you have to have Patreon to be able to listen to it. They gave us a sh- they gave the podcast a shout out because Ooh. they said, Hey, I mean, he, you know, he wrote the story. We, we got to give him credit for it. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. You know? So, um, yeah, so those guys, I mean, they're super nice guys. They're right there out of Berea, Kentucky. And the only knock I'll have on them is, you know, one of them's a big Kentucky basketball fan. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that, you know, but, but then again, I can't say it puts a strain on any kind of relationship because I don't how many people are we friends with who are Kentucky basketball fans? Uh, a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a couple of thousand. Yeah. You know? Um, but since I'm giving everybody shout outs, I would like to go ahead and talk about a contact and listening info. And with that means we have merchandise. And where you can find our merchandise is on tpublic.com. And for this one, I kind of want to highlight our baseball t-shirts because these look cool. Mm-hmm. They, they really do. And I'm like yeah. I'm going, man, which, which one? I don't know which one I want, honestly. <laughs> Uh, because I mean, the, it just, I'm so glad when I did these two extra designs, because these look, they really stand out on the white background on the baseball yeah. t-shirts. Um, so I think that'll probably be like my next purchase of, of our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> you know, my next purchase of our stuff would be the baseball t-shirts. Yeah. And uh, well, Jay and Trey, you know, or TNC sports talk, they also just moved to t public because <coughs> well, well they saw all the merchandise that's available mm-hmm. you know and they were really impressed so they moved and so here is tnc sports talk cool yep so they just set this up uh, i i want to say like saturday i mean it's oh it's, wow yeah it's that new because justin sent me the link and then i turned around and made him a qr code and I, you know for his own page and i sent it to him mm-hmm. and like hey sure he's like whoa yeah, I don't, um, either he forgot about it or he didn't know you could do that. Cause I just now found out that you could do that. Um, but yeah, here's some of their merchandise. They had obviously the same merchandise that we have mm-hmm. and there there's their designs and bless their hearts because the, I got the inspiration to get on T public from, um, Jamie and John from bless their hearts slash true crime cast. And here is their, uh, t-shirt. 
and then true crime cast they actually have more i like the until next crime yeah i need one of those i'll hook it up <laughs> and i like, <laughs> corn I like true crime and maybe three people <laughs> yeah <I like> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he, i mean these guys are absolutely awesome yeah so go go check them out uh and they've been recording the true crime pop podcast now for uh, i want to say about three years and so mm. they have a they have a pretty big back catalog and so that's actually another reason when they had one of their um one of the people who helps them write had to step down and so i said hey i said you know can i give it a shot and they're like yeah go ahead we can use all the help you know we can get because i mean it's just they're doing everything mm -hmm. you know so uh and that's when i sent them that first story so um but yeah in fact that's um, kind of fun that uh, they have their act their actual picture on here um but yeah on the left is john on the right is jamie and you know so um yeah go check them out go check out the merch store and tell them that we sent you but <coughs> in addition to our merch store if you want to email us you can always email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com yep. you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on instagram also at armchairbookingpodcast you can find us on twitter at booking armchair you can oh, let's see find us on tiktok where we've been making more tiktok videos and unfortunately trey has been really helping us out yeah like, so we, we don't deserve trey we, we really <laughs> don't that I man he has been so good to us and i'm just, just going to start calling him fearless trey because i mean he really is fearless but yeah uh, yeah um didn't bother him one bit to go talk to people where me and Dwayne are just intimidated by people we really shouldn't <laughs> be <laughs> um including someone who i actually talked to this this past saturday uh, you know, I'm not going to give any names yet until we actually get something arranged, but I actually talked to a pretty famous wrestler on Saturday and I was like, oh my God, I actually have his actual phone number. This was not like, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. his phone number. Yeah. Like, whoo, um, kind of cocky and arrogant, but very polite at the same time. It was kind right. of a weird combination. Um, but I think he's definitely his character. Um, <laughs> But we're trying to make it rain. I mean, that's not going to happen for at least a week. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, like I said, you can find us there. You can find us on just about any audio platform that you can think of. If we're not there, let us know. And we'll get ourselves added. iHeartRadio still is, you know, iHeartRadio. We're still not showing up there as far as I know. Yeah. Um, I've almost given up with, I may just pull it completely down off there because why only give up to a certain episode? Yeah. Um, because it makes us look Bush League and we're definitely not Bush League. You know, we're, we're probably, a, a, you know, we're at least two levels above Bush League by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know, both of us, you know, are, are behind on our laundry. That's why we're not wearing our shirts. That's why I'm wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and your shirt, if you can read this, your... Says if, uh, if you can read this, you're standing too close. Oh. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> <laughs> yep, what he said. So... Um, <laughs> And, and of course, we're hosted by Block Talk Radio. And obviously, if you're watching on, us on YouTube, you already know you can find us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, go hit that like, share, and subscribe button. And if you're on the Apple Podcast and some of the others, you can also give us a five-star review. And I should write us out a review because that's one of the things we are kind of missing is actual written reviews. Yeah. You know, so if you write us a review, oh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do something for you. We'll, we'll um, give you a shout-out on the air. 
and let people know who you are unless you tell us you know you don't want to which i i yeah. understand that uh i mean of course actually if you give us a sucky review yeah i'm not going to read that uh because obviously you're not paying attention to us because we've really really you know worked hard <laughs> to try to improve our craft yeah uh, uh so yeah, speaking of working hard i mean we're we are we're gearing up for a busy next few days um because we might trying to arrange we might have an interview a a another dual type interview tomorrow uh with some people but that's not set in stone yet uh because that was actually something that i started talking with the people literally last night right and that was in person at the uh, the meet and greet that Roger was talking about on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, I was there, you know, for that. So I was actually talking to two of the people about coming on the show and because it's so late, I mean, it, it we, I uh, didn't even think about having doing it until actually I was there. Yeah. And, you know, so like Sinclair and Noah, we actually arranged about what, two or three weeks in advance. Yeah. That sounds right. Somewhat, yeah. Something like that just to make sure, you know, um, but everybody has other jobs yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not in WWE or AEW, in fact, you might be in WWE or AEW and you might still have another mm-hmm. job. You know, so uh, we might have that. And Sunday, we have uh, three out of the four people confirmed they can make it um, on Sunday to uh, discuss Black History Month and really um, kind of the history of black people in wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know any other way to put it. Yeah. And, um, but we're actually going to be talking to, uh, four wrestlers who we've actually had all four of them on the show before. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, uh, this ought to be good because we know all four of them were great interviews individually. And so you put all, all them together. I mean, it should just be just fireworks. Yeah. It, 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 should, sh- be great. it should be great. You know, so definitely stay tuned for that. And because that's, that's going to be, uh, a pretty big deal for me and Dwayne to be able to uh, pull this off. Yeah, <laughs> so working hard on, and uh, and I'll do. I do have to give. I do have to give the credit for the idea to a former co-host Kyle because it actually was his idea last year. We just um, we weren't able to get it going, mm-hmm. and then I got sick, and it's like, well, maybe try it. Obviously, you know, some other time. Well, the other time's coming here, and so I do have to give him credit. Yeah, get got to give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, and not only that, but I'll be honest with you. You know, uh, we would have had to have some guests because two white guys talking about it just wouldn't. Uh, that'd be kind of. I, I don't know if, how that. It would wouldn't be. have that same punch. Yeah, uh, I mean, because you you were definitely talking like an outsider's point mm-hmm. of view, no matter what. I mean, yeah. You know, so um, didn't matter what your intentions are. Eh, it's still. Yeah. You know. And I would definitely not want anybody to hate me because of something like that. You can hate me for other reasons, <laughs> but not that, please. You know, so as far as the reason why we're here, <laughs> uh, speaking of people not being in AEW and WWE, we just had a person shockingly leave, a, actually two people, leave AEW. Yep. Cody, Cody and Brandy Rhodes have left AEW. Um, according to, let's see, Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated, uh, he is, um, saying that Cody will be returning to WWE. I mean, that's the big speculation, which given why he left AEW, 
there's there's a few reasons going around. One, of course, is money. He wanted a big mm-hmm. money deal, and he wanted more than Tony Khan was willing to pay. If he's looking for a big money deal, WWE is the place to go. I mean, they're still yeah. they're still the biggest company in the world, and if you're trying to make big money, that's where you go. Um, but it's been reported that only Cody's going to WWE. Brandy's not following him to WWE. So I don't know what Brandy's going to do, but there have been reports that come, have come out today uh, saying that Brandy was not very well liked backstage in really? AEW. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of the, um, I get the feeling kind of the character that she played on screen was kind of her dialed up backstage but Ah. they're like you know i feel like she's not going to be missed in in aw um cody however cody did a lot for aw you know he helped found the company he was an evp yeah he was an evp um he put over a lot of talent you know um like Sammy Guevara, like his last match in AEW was the ladder match with Sammy Guevara. He put over Sammy Guevara. He put over, you know, MJF. He put over Darby Allen, uh, Brody Lee, God rest his soul. He put him over. He, you know, he put over Malachi Black. He put over a lot of guys and put on some really, really good matches. And I just hope that because the fans right now are in that stage where it was cool to boo Cody, but I hope that they appreciate his contributions to AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also seen reports that Cody's Cody's a little miffed. Cody got a little miffed when Tony Khan took over booking because you know oh. the EV, the EVPs were doing the majority of the booking, and then Tony Khan kind of. I, and I, I think Tony Khan kind of looked at it like there needs to be one person doing the booking and I can't have my EVPs, you know, doing all the booking because then it's like it becomes a conflict of interest right. somewhere along the line. And so he took over the booking. Honestly, I think he's done a great job. Uh, I feel like AEW for the most part is booked very well, but there's been rumors, nothing confirmed, but there's been rumors that Cody was a little miffed about that. But um, they had been, uh, him and Brandy's contracts ended in December and they were just on a, a handshake deal, you know, okay. until yesterday when they left. But they had been in negotiations for about six weeks uh, trying to get a deal made, but it's just, they couldn't get it done. So, they left. And wow. I was I was talking to my wife earlier, and the thing is, when AEW first started, AEW absolutely needed Cody Rhodes. Yes, they needed, oh, I agree. They needed they needed his talent, his business sense, his name recognition. <coughs> Excuse me. But now that company has grown so much. This is probably going to sound ugly, but they don't really they don't really need Cody anymore with the, the way that they built their roster and it's just one of those things it's like it's like the company's kind of outgrown him 
Okay. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely understand that uh, because <coughs> it's like you've done your job and you've done your job very well. Yeah. You built this company. You helped build this company from the ground up, and now it has grown into something probably far beyond what he dreamed it would be. Right. And now they've kind of he's not a necessity. And I don't mean that in an ugly way. I just no. mean with the talent that they have from the, from the, you know, from the young up and comers to the established stars and the good mix that they have both the, that company's going to be okay. And then Cody's oh, yeah. going to be okay because Cody left WWE because he was determined he was going to be a star in pro wrestling. He did that above and yeah. beyond what anybody thought he was going to do. He traveled the world and the and seven built, seas. Yeah. And built, <laughs> and built himself into a star. Now he's got leverage when he goes back. Yeah. If he goes back to WWE, he's got a lot more leverage than he had when he left. And the one thing, uh, one of the things that I, I guess you want to say concerns me, not that I own any of them, but with Cody Rhodes going back and he and his brand would kind of warrant having a big contract. Mm -hmm. Are they going to start releasing people in order to free up room for Cody? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. They said they'd already said that WWE is already prepared to offer him a huge deal and a huge push. If he is, if he resigns, um, because they said Vince McMahon is extremely excited to get, because Cody would technically be the first defection from AEW. Yeah, yeah I can I get to think about that. Yeah, um, and so Vince is excited about that. He's excited that he could have a former EVP from AEW, you know, on his roster. Um, my wife had a point. She's like, "What's Cody going to do if Vince?" hires him back and then just benches him out of spite for leaving, you know, years ago, I said, I said, I could definitely see Vince doing that, but Cody is too smart of a businessman to let that happen. He's going to make sure that contract is structured to benefit him. Or could it up with like a Mustafa Ali situation where the man's going to be collecting a paycheck, sitting at home for the next two and a half years, yeah. even though he yeah. doesn't want to. Because Mustafa Ali said, uh, on, he put on Twitter, I follow him on Twitter, and he said, yep. I'll see y'all in two and a half years. Yeah, so I guess they're saying, we're not going to let you out, but I'm sort of thinking, all right, if y'all if are if y'all willing to pay the man My that kind of money, I mean, just pay anybody to sit at home. I just don't understand holding someone hostage, because that's what they're doing. It's like, he doesn't want to be there. You have nothing for him, so let him go. Right. He, he's, he's asked for his release. He's not, you know, he did, he did it the right way. He, you know, he came to, mm -hmm. you know, came to them, asked for his release. They say no, but you don't have any, you have no intention of using him. So you're just going to let him sit at home and you're going to pay him to sit at home for two and a half years. Makes no sense. Oh, and you know, and even if he was on the low end of the scale, he was only making only, because uh, a lot more money than what we have. <laughs> if he was <laughs> he was making like 120 grand. Still. That, that's ten thousand dollars a month just sit at home. Yeah. And you know, who's who's to say um he wouldn't go get a part time job at like the local grocery store just just so he's not bored. 
Yep. You know, so he's now making $120,070. Yeah. You know, so hopefully you get that reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other uh, wrestling news, uh, Matt Cardona, uh, you know, was Zack Ryder in WWE uh, this past Saturday in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Uh, they had an NWO show, uh, NWA show. <laughs> um, and he beat Trevor Murdoch to win the NWA world heavyweight title. Matt, uh, Matt Cardona has been on, like he is, he's been on the run of his career. You know, WWE just pretty much used him as a jobber to the stars, especially yeah. the last few years of his career. They never treated him. He got himself over and then they punished him for getting himself over. And then, Ugh. you know, but they let him go. He has been the GCW World Heavyweight Champion. He's the reigning NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He is also the reigning Impact Wrestling Digital Media Champion. He just won that last week from Jordan Grace. Um, I mean, the man is on a roll. He is everywhere and having the time of his life. And I applaud the work that he's done uh, because... I, I think he's, I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder, deservedly so. Uh, and he's proving, I feel like this is another one of those cases where he is definitely proving WWE and any other naysayers completely wrong. Exactly. And I don't know why. I mean, they always, always feel like they kind of teased him in WWE when he won the Intercontinental title. Um, because, correct me wrong, it was just a day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just a day. He lost it to, uh, I can't remember if he lost it back to the Miz or if he lost it to uh, Dolph Ziggler. But the next night on Raw, he yeah. lost it. And I don't know why they want to do that to people. I mean, that's that's ridiculous uh, because it's like, okay, you know, you're a champion for a mm -hmm. day. It's like, why even bother you? I mean, especially when they preach this grab the brass ring thing. Mm -hmm. He did that. He got himself over with no help from the promotion. And then they punish him for getting himself over. But they tell, they tell talent all the time, you've got to connect with the crowd and get yourself over. And he was. Yeah. So people, people loved that. him. Yeah. So he does his, you know, his YouTube channel. He got over. Fans were chanting his name. Whether he was on the show or not, fans were chanting his name. He was over. Instead of capitalizing on that and pushing the guy, it's like, oh, no, you weren't, you know, you're supposed to be here and you've gotten here without our permission. So we got to push you back down. And I will never understand. Well, OK, I I get why they do it, because they're stubborn and it's not part of their plan, but you have to be ready to adjust to change when when certain events happen and you have to change your plans you have to be able to be flexible enough to adjust to those changes mm -hmm. yep. i mean i mean and right now i mean even if it's just with the with the pandemic going on they've actually had uh like roman reigns wasn't mm -hmm. able you know um which pay-per-view was it day one uh, uh yeah day one because he tested positive for covid, for COVID. Yeah. even at the beginning of the pandemic he was supposed to wrestle goldberg for the universal championship at wrestlemania he pulled himself out because yep. 
Legitimate COVID. health health concerns. Yeah, because yeah, COVID was so bad and he has a compromised immune system. So he was protecting himself and his family. So, you know, they put Braun Strowman in that match. And that's one of those you have to be willing to, you right. have to be ready to change things on the fly if something comes up. Right. And on the surface, I mean, to me, the perception is they don't know how to do that because, and no, if somebody walks in, your organization, you know, you're running a wrestling company, somebody comes in and they are already either universally loved or universally hated. I mean, we're talking like nuclear heat. We're talking like MJF heat. Yeah. Are you going to say, well, we didn't create that heat. So, you know what, go, go, just go, go to catering. We'll call you when we need you. Anybody else? No. WWE? Yes. They're going to pour cold water on it. As soon, whether it's good, you know, whether you're a heel or a face, they're going to pour cold water on it because they didn't, it wasn't their creation. You look at perfect example is you look at all the talent that came from WCW, mm-hmm. everything that made all those talents great, they poured cold water on them. The only one that got over in spite of that was Booker T. And that was yeah. just because of Booker T's talent that he mm-hmm. was able to get out of the invasion pretty much unscathed and end up becoming a world champion again. Yeah, because I get to think about some of the other ones. I think one of the main ones that come to mind actually is Chuck Palumbo. Yeah. I, he had the look. I mean, he had a um, just a massive body and he had, you know, some skills, maybe not 100% the skills he needed, but he was good enough. And they had him with Sean O'Hare. And of course, you know, Sean O'Hare may rest in peace. Yeah, you know, Sean O'Hare was fantastic. I mean, a yeah. guy that size should not be doing a senton uh, from you. the top rope. Yeah, I mean, thank he, you. It, and it looked, and I'm, I'm sorry, no, no disrespect to Jeff Hardy, Sean O'Hare's senton looked a hundred times better than Jeff Hardy's. Hmm. I don't know if it was because you got a guy that was like six four, six five doing it, <laughs> so, or uh, I don't know, but I always thought his looked looked great, but like. Diamond Dallas Page, they ruined DDP. Yeah, they the did. Night, the night he unveiled himself as, you know, the Undertaker's wife, Stalker. And then he got absolutely no heat. They just had the Undertaker and his wife beat the bejesus out of DDP at every turn. But oh, yeah, that... I, I have nothing but respect for Matt Cardona because he has... He has taken that chip on his shoulder, and instead of feeling sorry for himself, he's like, I'm just going to show you what you let go. Mm-hmm. And he's gone everywhere, winning championships, making a new name for himself. And I mean, he is the talk of the internet right now. And in this day and age, being the talk of social media is the best thing for a wrestling career. That's because that's the world we live in. Yep. I mean, you know what? You might as well take advantage of the tools that are there. Exactly. And and the thing is, it's like he was one of the ones that started it. So to see him finally being able to benefit from that is just awesome. And that match, at uh, the, the card that happened in Oak Grove, uh, you know who else was there? Big Mama. Big Mama. Yep. And in fact, I am actually going to do another screen share uh because last night at the meet and greet she was there as part of that right here um 
this is Joshua. This right here is Ruffin, by the way. That's <laughs> uh, Big Mama and and Roger's uh, son. Yeah. And of course, Big Mama, uh, some fat war veteran, <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Tim. And you remember uh, we were talking about Tiny Tim said he's five three in a good day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Nikki Victory, if you don't recognize her, or if you do recognize her, you, you can't put think of where she was just on AEW Dark mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And I don't know if Emmy. I love this. This one thing I like about the touch screen. What do you notice on her jacket? Yep, NWA. Yep, yep. So uh, she was talking about that being Oak Grove, and uh, she said, "Yeah, it was a nice little drive." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know that drive very well." Um, but she and Joshua actually Monday night were backstage at Raw to be used cool. as extras. Yep. Cool. And, you know, she said they were ready, just waiting for them to call. Of course, they, they never actually called them out, but they were waiting. Wait, I said, what, did you get paid? And she's like, yeah, they got paid <laughs> to be on standby. I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. I'm like, yeah, yeah we are definitely in the wrong business, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I just wanted to share that. I mean, all those are, uh, you know, definitely big names at NWF. And as you can tell, some of them names are getting even bigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, um, because roger emer he said the other day on our show he said nikki victory has no ceiling yeah you know he's and, right because i watched that episode of dark that she was on and <laughs> she's good she's really yes. good and <clears throat> um joshua i think is kind of um underlooked a little bit um mm-hmm. maybe because of the name just because it's one name joshua and sometimes yeah 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 people but uh and maybe because i mean it, I don't know. I, th- I think he definitely, he could, uh, he could go far. You know, he has mm-hmm. potential. I mean, he could go very far in the business because it, you know, as you can see, I mean, he was, he had a belt right there on yeah. his shoulder. I mean, it's, it's part, he's one of the part of the tag team champions, him and Andrew Reed. So, uh, and you know, this, this coming Saturday, it's going to be him against Nikki victory. Yep. Intergender match right there at the sports complex in Mount Orb. So, if you don't have your tickets, go get your t- go get your tickets. In fact, I need to get my tickets. I tend <laughs> I tend to wait until the last minute just in case I get sick again. Which, right, right. Which I've proven it can happen. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Matt Cardona win the NWA title, and then there's they're speculating some news about WrestleMania with a potential return of Stone Cold. Yep. Uh, they are trying to they uh, they first reached out to him late December because they were trying to get something like get a storyline started of like his road back to WrestleMania. They were trying to do that, like started at the rumble. But of course, you know, we saw that didn't happen, but they're still wanting to have a match between him and Kevin Owens, which would be more of a brawl. Cause Steve Austin's 57 years old with two, bad knees, you know, bad neck. Too bad, yeah. Two bad wheels and a bad back and a bad neck. So yeah. You know, you're not going to get a wrestling match, even even if he was in the phenomenal shape. He's still 57. You're not going to yeah. get the Stone Cold that you got in you know 1999. You're just not going to get that. Um, but uh, they kind of sowed the seeds Monday on Raw, having Kevin Owens talk trash about Texas because that's where WrestleMania is going to be in Dallas, um, and so. Or speculation. My opinion on this is my opinion on every other part timer that they've pulled out of mothballs. 
create create new stars. Stop mm-hmm. depending on. I mean, Steve Austin hasn't wrestled in nineteen years. Has it been nineteen? Two was it two thousand? When did? All right. See, see, it was WrestleMania. Okay. It was WrestleMania nineteen. Nineteen. Was that two thousand three? Uh. Well. Okay. Let me think. <laughs> um, Let me look. All right. So. 17 was in 2001 so yeah 2003 you're right 19 years 19 years he hasn't wrestled and i get that you're in texas you know he's from texas but it'd be like pulling the undertaker out of mothballs because he's from texas or Shawn michaels because he's from texas there's a time when you you've got to stop relying solely on Mm part-timers or or legends from the past because you can't sustain that you've got to build future stars and you look at nxt the only future star really that they've built on nxt is braun breaker yep and that is and they've gone back to that being a true developmental brand and you've got one person that they've built to be a future star like when we're going to discuss the elimination chamber in a few minutes, but the elimination chamber has three part-timers on it. Well, not even part two part-timers and then a hall of famer who's come back because you've got, you know, Lita's going to wrestle at the elimination chamber of pay-per-view Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Oh, I'm sitting there going through the list right now. See if there might be any more that were oh, Ronda Rousey. There's another. I mean, she's coming back. She's but... coming back, but yeah, she's a she's. I don't. I'm I'm doing her with a wait and see kind of attitude to see what kind of schedule she works. I know last time she did not work a full schedule. No, she so didn't. if she gets that kind of schedule again, then it's like another part timer is getting the spotlight over someone over people who have worked all year for the same opportunities and get, you know, just get pushed to the side. Oh, see, if they just start listening to us, I know yeah, the world would be a better place. Y'all, exactly. y'all pay attention. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so, oh, uh, yeah. So is there any other news that we're missing before we start? No, I think or? that's it. I think that's it for now. I'm sure in the next day or two, there'll be some more, um some more stuff coming out but um the elimination chamber is saturday um it is what time does it start i want to say it's at noon because big mama um you know tasha yeah she actually was she asked last night as we were talking about that she's like why is it at noon i'm like because it's in saudi arabia and nikki said i've told you that three times yeah this is (laughs) The Saudi Arabia show, but I'll give them credit. They've actually built it into, you know, a worth watching pay-per-view. Yeah. Now, the, now, if it's, if it's on, on paper. the level, on, on paper. paper. <laughs> now, if it's on the level of Crown Jewel from last year, then that was actually a really good pay-per-view. Yeah. That was a surprising uh, Saudi pay-per-view, but uh, we'll see. But the match card, the match card's decent. Um, well, except for uh, there's 
Yeah, there's a match or two that are glorified TV matches, but there's um, there is one of those, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the two that you're talking about. There's one of those I'm actually interested in seeing because it looks like somebody's finally getting a push. Um, that's the Viking Raiders. Is that one of the matches you were talking about? Uh, that wasn't one. Um, I was talking about um, we've got Ray Mysterio <laughs> versus The Miz. Oh, that one's all the way at the bottom bottom of the list. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And then Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss, which I don't understand the point of this because Drew already beat him at day one. They throw the Falls Count Anywhere stipulation on there, which pretty much just lets Corbin interfere. Because that's, yeah. that's the end game to all this is to get mm-hmm. – Corbin and McIntyre probably at WrestleMania, but we know Drew McIntyre is going to be—he's going to win that match. He's going to—he's going to beat Matt Cat Moss, and then go on and probably you know wrestle and defeat um, Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. Um, um, I just not thought about something, mm-hmm. and I sh- did. Did you say Sammy was going to be defending? The match that they want to do is Sami Zayn defending the Intercontinental title against Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville? at WrestleMania. <clears throat> okay, I was about to say, because I, I was thinking, wait a minute, Sami Zayn, he, he won't go to Saudi. No, no, he won't go to Saudi. This is uh, that this is the WrestleMania okay. match that they're wanting. Okay, I was, I was, I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and in case anybody's wondering, how, did he, how, how can he defend the title that he doesn't have yet? Because you know? they already... Well, they taped they taped yeah. SmackDown. They taped this coming Friday SmackDown because they are going to Saudi Arabia. So WWE leaked it before I guess I guess before somebody else did. Before fans <laughs> leaked it and leaked the oh. fact that Sami Zayn beat Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental title. And and actually and before we get to back to talking about this, did you see the video of the botch Charlotte did? Yes, I did. And people, I've watched. I watched it on Cultaholic. Uh, they talked about it on there. They showed the video, and they were saying they don't know if it was Rhonda didn't push hard enough when she was supposed to slam her head down, or you know there was a miscommunication on the timing. I've watched it several. I've watched that clip several times, and it, to me, it just looks like Charlotte Sandbagger. Yeah. And didn't, you know, and made sure she wasn't going to look bad because that, I mean, that's Charlotte Flair's MO. She's going to make that's, sure at all, the way ca- it's been lately. At, at all costs here lately that she is not going to look bad. You look at when she gets thrown lead up to the rumble or in the rumble. She never, she never just fell out of the ring. Like, like the other women did when they got thrown over the top rope, she always, made sure to stop herself so she could land on her feet mm-hmm. it's just i think she's in this mode to where i'm not gonna look i'm not gonna look bad doesn't matter if i make my you know at all costs doesn't make doesn't matter if i ruin a spot a segment ruin a spot in a match make my opponent look bad as long as i look good then that's all that matters because it, it looked like in that clip that she just sandbagged ronda rousey and didn't didn't sell the the slam of her head on the table yeah it's like she kind of stopped short and then oh yeah yeah she stopped short planted her hands and then went forward and it's like it's obvious <laughs> you touched your hands 
Mm-hmm. And it's obvious you stopped yourself and then touched your hand. Excuse and you know, oh, that, sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, anything can happen on the show. I know. Um, <laughs> and that's one of the things that Charlotte, you got to think, I mean, here lately, uh, you have a visitor. Hi. she's outside <laughs> hi avi hold on let me shut that door <laughs> yeah she's not we had to go get her from my mother-in-law's last night she's not okay. feeling she's not feeling too good so. oh um but the picture of her in the box was adorable, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm um, actually, you know what? I should probably put that up and go, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, yep, there's a kid. That's yep. what little kids do. So the kids and in cats, the they, like, they like being in boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like I was saying about uh, Charlotte, you know, she's been doing that. She did that against Nia Jax for all of a sudden. I mean, they were throwing real, real fists yeah. in the ring. Nia said they worked everything out later and right. they're still they're still good friends, but yeah, that is not she was not gonna win that brawl. No. With Nia Jax. But it's like and even going back a few years, you know, people talk about you know, people would black were quick to blast Nia Jax talking about how she was unsafe in the ring. I've seen numerous matches with Charlotte Flair to where she came extremely close to seriously injuring injuring her Mm -hmm. opponent. There was a match between her and Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. I can't remember the year right now, but there was a spot where she was going to do this knee drop uh, on Sasha and Sasha was on the top rope. And it's like, she just, it's like she came down and Sasha was like, just bent all in the turnbuckles and stuff. And it's like, It's like, how is that okay? But then somebody else does something that people consider dangerous. And then, you know, that's, that's what they're known for the rest of their career. And as Charlotte, when to get, when to get some more credibility for bumping, she should have done the face plant that Kelly Kelly did. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, because, because I forgot to mention that on our review show. Mm-hmm. Because I texted you. I was like, Hey, the winner of the best face plant goes to Kelly Kelly. Yep. And she just, it just didn't move, just plop. I was like, well, she oh, she wins that award. That's so yeah. awesome. <laughs> but, but I think uh, I think Drew McIntyre, my prediction is Drew McIntyre will beat Madcap Moss. I mean, I think that's a foregone conclusion. Um, I think now Ray Mysterio and the Miz is kind of a toss-up. Um, neither one of them gain anything from this. Yeah, neither one of them get anything from this. Uh, this is just I feel this like is, this is just a stopgap feud until they find something else, something else yeah. to do with both of them. Um, this is either going to be the opening match or it's going to be the match right before the main event. Yeah. But that's another uh, prediction that we're going to make right now. Yep. So there we go. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, we've got, this is in no, no certain order. Uh, we've got Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. There will be a stipulation in this match uh, that's going to be, it was at the the taping that they did uh, where they had the contract signing. 
Ronda is going to wrestle with one arm tied behind her back. Wow. Oh, because of what she did to Sonya? Because of what she did to Sonya. So we're going to have that, of course. I still say Ronda and Naomi are going to win. And I just thought about something, and I know this sounds really, really crude, but Charlotte and Sonya, the noses, <laughs> they both have just, it's like, <laughs> you know, I don't know why that just now popped in my mind, but, um, and that's not taken away from their talent at all, but it was just yeah. the first thing that, but well, because Charlotte is definitely her dad's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Arn Anderson, he refers to Ric Flair as Beak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Charlotte's had all that other work done. I wonder why she never, or maybe she's like, ah, I don't know. I'm cool, you know. But <clears throat> Rhonda with one hand tied behind her back. Yeah. And Naomi. From what I understand, the the women's title match on SmackDown this past Friday was an excellent match between Charlotte and Naomi. I'll have to go back and watch that because I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, you haven't yet. seen it? I hadn't seen it yet. Oh my yeah, dude. I'm surprised you haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was. It was I've got to watch that and I've got to watch the gauntlet match on from Raw because Rhea Ripley showed out on there. Really? I think she went like forty I think she went like forty five minutes in the okay. gauntlet match. It was to determine who came out who comes out last in the uh Oh in the gauntlet women, gauntlet or the, the, the number yeah, they're gonna have a Elimination Chamber match for a um, the to determine the number one contender for the Raw Women's Title at WrestleMania. It's going to be Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Alexa Bliss, and uh, Nikki Ash. Um, hmm. I think it's going to be Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair won the uh, the Gauntlet match, so she's going to come out last in the chamber and i think if they're smart they'll do what they did in the gauntlet match and have it come down to rhea ripley and bianca belair because that's your money right there yeah. because nikki ash they've already had her win money in the bank gave her the title and then didn't do anything with her once they gave her the title alexa bliss is just coming back it's too soon to put her in the title picture yeah do drop just had a title match at uh, the Rumble, and that match was a disappointment. Yeah, uh, and mean, Liv Morgan has had several opportunities at the title, so I don't think they're, they're going to do her. I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. But if I've got to pick one, and you can't go wrong with either one, right? But if I if I'm gonna if I have to make a pick, I think it'll be a Bianca Belair because I think she'll go to <laughs> WrestleMania and she'll beat Becky to kind of redeem herself from the squash that they put her in last year at SummerSlam. Yeah, because that squash was another one that almost had me rioting in my own living room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, me too. Did they really just do that? And yeah. because Bianca's kind of sitting there like, because yeah. all of a sudden, you know, everything she had just done, just... Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything she had yeah. done since the Rumble last year was just... Yeah, we're going to forget about the oh my God match she and mm -hmm. sasha had yep you know forget about everything else she's been doing mm -hmm. all right becky's back okay we don't need you anymore yeah becky's back so we're just going to push you down the card yeah but and... um but yeah i think bianca belair will win but i think it'll come down to her and rhea ripley as the final two 
I'm still waiting for Nikki A.S.H. I just want to call her Nikki Ash. I don't know. Yeah. Um, waiting for her to put like the, the backwards S on her cape, kind of like Bizarro Superman. <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to, to go back to Nikki Cross because yeah, Psycho this, Nikki Cross. Yeah, because this is run its course. <laughs> you know, I get why she I get why she created the gimmick, but the company never got behind her with it. So I feel like that the gimmicks run its course, and she needs to do something else. And I think that she and Dewdrop ought to, they ought to accompany Drew McIntyre out there for his match. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see that be personally, but, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, so what do you think about Becky and Lita? I, I, I don't think they're going to give the title to Lita. I don't know. They're not going to give the title. They're not going to give the title to Lita. Um, Becky's going to win. Uh whether it's clean or shenanigans, which given the Becky character right now, I could see her, I could see her cheating the win. Um, my thing is, how is Lita going to do in a full-fledged match? Yeah, she looked good when she hit the twist of fate and the moonsault on Becky a couple of weeks ago on Raw, but how is she going to do in a full-fledged match because she hasn't wrestled since 2007. And she had, a, she had a legitimate neck injury back then, didn't she? Yeah, she had a legitimate neck injury like early, I think early 2000s. Uh, she was on, she was um, guest starring on a show called Dark Angel. And uh, there was uh, some kind of accident on set and she, messed, and she uh, broke her neck. Had to have surgery. Oh, um, wow, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I think that was almost a foregone conclusion. We look and go, Becky next. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. but because here's the thing: whether you know, I know neither of us like the big time Bex character no, or anything, but, but Becky but Lynch, she is still a good wrestler. She is still a good wrestler, and Becky Lynch is still money, and yeah. that's who you want on your WrestleMania card. Um. I'm going to make my prediction really about this one a better, even out their prediction. And I want you to prove me wrong. The redhead's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. We've got the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown tag team titles. Honestly, this will be an excellent match. I believe so too. Um, because the Usos are an amazing tag team. Viking Raiders are an amazing tag team. I've yeah. I've said it before on the show. I've watched them. Uh they are former uh New Japan Pro Wrestling heavyweight tag team champions. They're former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Uh I believe they won the PWG tag team titles, NXT tag team champions. And they are just, they're an excellent tag team. I mean, the yeah the mix of power and speed, especially Hanson, for a man that big to be able to move like he does is amazing. I, I, I look for this to be, from a wrestling standpoint, to probably be the match of the night. But the Usos will still win because that, again, that's where your money is, is that bloodline. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't see them taking the tag titles off the Usos just yet. Just yet, you yeah. know. I am very glad to see the Viking Raiders finally 
Yes. You know, start, it seems like they're finally getting a push. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, the Usos are going to walk out as champions. Yep. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't even know if it's going to have any shenanigans tied to it. You never know because you never know, but I don't think there needs to be. I think mm-hmm. they're just, just give them 15, 20 minutes, let them go out and do their thing. As long as they don't squash the Viking Raiders, I'm happy with the clean pen over them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I love the fact that the Usos continuously change their offense they they've gotten to where they're not relying on the same thing over and over like you know they used to do the double uso splash yes now now they're using the 3d Mm -hmm. as a finisher and it's like i like that that they're incorporating and of course you know they asked devon dudley for permission to use the 3d and he's like yeah, me and Bubba aren't using it. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and you know what? And that is the right thing to do. Exactly. That's the right thing to do. Yeah. And a little bit off. It's the same topic, but a little bit off. I was explaining this to Savannah. For those who don't know, that's my oldest daughter. Uh, she's 13. She was asking about Michelle McCool in the Rumble. She was asking who that was. I was explaining who it was. And I'm like, and she also uses AJ Styles finisher and claims she didn't know that was AJ Styles finisher. Like her, her move, her finisher is called the faith breaker. And what it is, is the styles clash. Hmm. I don't believe it for a second that she did not know, or nobody told her that that was AJ Styles because nobody in wrestling does that move, but AJ Styles. Except for AJ Styles. And that's not, that's not even a move you can just accidentally do an invent. Oh, yeah. No, you can't just accidentally it's not like the DDT or something where you can yeah. accidentally do it and be like, oh my God, I've got this move. No, she had to. And here's the thing. The way she applies it, she had to have seen it. There's no way that she could just apply it the exact same way that AJ Styles does and do it the exact same way and not know that belonged to somebody else. So that's, that's why I say it's a little, little on, little off topic. She absolutely did not ask permission to use that move. And that is a lack of respect in wrestling, just like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens asked Steve Austin, asked Steve Austin. Yep. if he could use the stunner. Austin's like, sure, I'm not using it. You know, go, yeah. go, right, go right ahead. And, that, and that's what you're supposed to do. You ask, if it's a move you want to use, you ask whoever, not even whoever originated the move, but whoever popularized that move, you ask their permission. Before you mm-hmm. just go out and start using somebody's move, I'm talking like finishers. Now, you know, everybody's using the DDT or the super kick or whatever. Yeah. And actually, I wish they toned down with the super kick thing because it's yeah. like, you know, you know, Chris Adams came up with that. Shawn Michaels made that, made the super kick famous. But now everybody does a super kick and it's like, now it doesn't really mean anything. Because it was a, well, Sean didn't always have it as a finisher, but it was always kind of a setup yeah. or something. Yeah, his original finisher was called a uh, teardrop suplex. It was ba- basically a, uh, a back suplex. He would pick them up and then kind of, you know, go back with them and drop real quick. But it used right. to be called the teardrop suplex. And then I'm not sure when he switched it to the Sweet Chin music, but that's one of the best finishers ever because. It, he can hit it on anybody at any time. There's not a lot of complicated setup for it. 
It's just a straight kick to the jaw. Yep. And, you know, he was even able to do it against Kevin Nash and his old seven foot self. Yeah. He's hit it on Kevin Nash. He's hit it on the big show. I mean, he's hit it on the undertaker. Yep. Um, but I have a funny feeling with the whole thing with Michelle McCool. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling somebody probably showed her that move. Oh, I'm sure. And she didn't, she probably did not know, by the way, it's somebody else is using this move because, you know, somebody, they saw AJ Styles do it. Mm-hmm. And AJ, of course, amongst wrestling fans, everybody knew who AJ Styles was. Yeah. Amongst like maybe Michelle McCool, maybe she didn't necessarily know about him. Maybe yeah. she knew who he, you know, knew the name, but, but not necessarily his style. That's somebody true, else but, did know. But so, yeah, somebody else showed it to her. You're probably right. But still, that's, I feel like it's on her that she should have went to him and been like, is it okay if I use that move? When, when she found out, absolutely. When she fa- yeah, when she found out. It's one yep. thing if she didn't know, but somebody had to have told her. Because the Styles Clash is one of those rare moves in wrestling where nobody else uses that move as a finisher. Right. I mean, because it's, it's such a – it's kind of a complicated move to set up. I mean, you've yeah. got to – pick them up and then you got to put your leg, you know, and, yeah. and then hopefully they have their head not tucked forward. Yeah. He's backwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some people have gotten hurt because, and it's not his fault. They just, you know, wrestlers instincts is to tuck your head, you tuck mm-hmm. your chin. That's what they, that's what they're taught. Yeah. But on the styles clash, you have you to keep your head up. You back. can't tuck it. Yeah. And some people have gotten hurt, but it was on their end because they just instinctively tuck their chin. Yep. And on that move, you can't tuck your chin or you're going to mess, you know, you're going to mess your neck up. Yeah, because, um, oh, what was his name? The guy, speaking of chin, no chin music. Uh, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth. Yes, because I I remember watching this match when it happened. I'm like, well, that looked kind of sloppy. But what it was, Ellsworth, I mean, he was, you got to think about this. He was enhancement talent that all of a sudden, you know, got popular. So Getting thrown into the main event with AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah. And when he did it, AJ saw that he had his chin tucked mm-hmm. forward. Yep. Yep. And so when he did it, AJ came down more on his knees instead yep. of. Yeah. AJ, AJ adjusted. So Ellsworth wouldn't get hurt, which is yep. the mark of a pro right there. But yes. Uh, but, <clears throat> but speaking of uh, moves and this is, and I, I'll segue this into back into the card. When Goldberg first started using the um, the jackhammer, mm-hmm. yeah, the suplex over into a power slam, yeah. which you know when I when I used to have my little WWF wrestlers in my WWF ring, I actually <laughs> I I'd, I'd kind of figured out that move is one of them. Why don't they just turn it into a power slam? You know, and years yeah. later Goldberg yep. did it, and in his book he said Dean Malenko came up to him, and and said nice move. Um, they use it in Japan all the time. And yeah. he said, by the way, it'd be a lot better if you do it like they do, do it off the top rope. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen the clips of that in Japan where they did the jackhammer off the top. And it was like, ugh. Yeah. And, and Goldberg. But it is, it is a finisher because nobody was kicking out of that. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and Goldberg said if he had actually said in his book, if he had known that they were doing it, he would not have had it. You know, mm-hmm. or at least he would have done the right thing and. Yeah, you know, got the permission. Um, it's kind of like in Get Fellas. You know, you got to give your tribute to Paul. Exactly. Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yep. 
so yeah we will talk about gangster movies <laughs> uh but <clears throat> but i think a perfect way to time to segue into goldberg challenging roman reigns for the universal championship i hope to god they don't have goldberg take the title i told my wife i said if they have goldberg beat roman reigns then you'll have to do the wwe coverage on the show because i will stop watching <laughs> i will just yep. out, stop watching because there is no point in having bill goldberg at 55 years old stop this run one there's no there's no reason to have bill goldberg beat anybody for a world championship in 2022 at 55 years old but the, this roman reigns run is one of the best things they've done in the last decade mm -hmm. they need to ride this out until people get tired of it and then end it as soon as people get tired of it don't let it go like you did roman's babyface run where people were way tired of it for way too long yes and you kept at it if people get tired of him being champion then you end it you know as soon as people get tired but don't let it be bill goldberg yeah, because that... what does that add honestly okay here's the thing what does bill goldberg add to wwe's product in 2022 the, it, at 55 years old does he look the part absolutely he is in phenomenal shape yes he is for a 55 year old man but then the bell rings and he's and a 55 year old man and then he's a 55 year old man exactly yeah. <clears throat> i mean we're younger than that and we know we have no business getting in there none no business and card <laughs> cardio was never bill goldberg's thing to begin with when nope. he was in his prime cardio was not his thing he he was the king of squash matches mm -hmm. wwe tries to have him have these long you know 20 minute matches that is not his strong suit yep william regal showed that coincidence william regal gets released from wwe and goldberg comes back <laughs> Because Goldberg wants no part of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. William, William Regal walks in all polite. Hello, William. Goldberg. Yeah. And what? You're next. Uh, really now? Really? <laughs> so, really? I'm just going to, I'm just going to stretch you. I'll, don't worry. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Yeah. But, and he, he did. He embarrassed him and yeah. he wasn't trying to. He was actually he trying, trying to, to match better. Yeah. But because saying, hey, look, you can squash me or you can beat a quality opponent. Uh huh. You know, but <clears throat> I, I know we both agree Roman Reigns should win. Roman should win, but it that's going to be my pick is Roman. But I could see them having Goldberg win the Universal Championship. And and you know just not... just a, just for just for a pop, because you know how they are. They're more concerned with the moments than they are the long term storytelling. I could see them having him beat Roman for the title just to get a pop from the crowd. Yeah. And I think even if they didn't tell us, you can always tell when they have a Saudi show coming up because all of a sudden Goldberg shows back up. Yeah. All like, of a sudden it's like Goldberg hears cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. You know, well, I think it's the Saudis want Goldberg over there. Well, the Saudis want Goldberg over, but it's always a huge payday. For Goldberg when he goes yeah. over there. 
So uh, I mean, I can't hate him for that. I mean, I mean, I can't hate him for that. I mean, that's why Shawn Michaels wrestled that <laughs> match in Saudi. I mean, it was a, a massive payday for him. I mean, he regretted it as soon as it was over, but I'm sure he regretted it while it was going on because that was one of the absolute worst matches I've ever seen. Yeah, that was just a train wreck. It looked like four old men from nur- from a nursing home <laughs> uh, having a fight. I know we're looking at Sean going, what happened to his hair? And the thing is, Sean was the one in best shape. Yeah, and I mean, because you had the mayor of Knoxville, who's yeah. busy mayoring. Well, whose whole whose whole mask and wig fell off. Fell during off. The match. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Undertaker, go- who's looking like he's got false teeth in half mm-hmm. the time, and just could barely move around the ring. Triple H tears his pectoral muscle like early in the match, so yeah. he can't do anything. Uh, and that one, that was, oh, that was ugly too. Yeah. Because I mean, it was like, ugh. It's so like, you got Sean who hasn't, hadn't wrestled in eight years at, at the time of that match. Having to carry it. Having to carry everybody. Oh, and that's not a knock on those guys. Um, no, it's not a knock on those guys, right. but that was not, that was a match that should have happened 97, 98 when the brothers of destruction were a huge thing when dx mm-hmm. was a huge thing that's when that should have happened not in you know the 2010s when the combined age of all four involved was pushing 200 actually know what i think it may have been over 200 might, might have been oh Cause, uh, yeah because the undertaker was already in his 50s Triple H was pushing 50. Sean was pushing 50. No, Sean and The Undertaker are actually almost the exact same age. Oh, really? Yeah, they're only like a couple months apart. But uh, kind of like me and just... you, except for, you know, we always, you're, you're older than me always. <laughs> but <laughs> so it was anyway. just an awful match. <laughs> but um, the, and the, the last match, which I don't know how they're going to position everything on the card. So it's right. This is just, we're reading off Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, you've got the elimination chamber match for the WWE Championship. Uh, Bobby Lashley is defending against Seth freaking Rollins. Urgh. I don't know why they're pushing that so hard because it's dumb. Um, Austin Theory, don't know why Austin Theory's in there. They should have put Kevin Owens in there instead. Bingo. Um, Riddle, I'm fine with Riddle being in there. Uh, AJ Styles. And Brock Lesnar. Here's the thing. Bobby Lashley should win. Yes. Bobby Lashley should retain the title and go to WrestleMania and defend it there. I could see WWE having Brock win the chamber and win the title so they can set up champion versus champion title for title at WrestleMania. But here's the problem. They know that they are not going to have two brands and one world champion. Because even though, even though they, they should, even though they should, but they can't book it right. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have one show is going to get all the world title matches and the other show is going to get nothing. They're not going to balance it out. So to me, oh. If you're going to have two brands, you need two world. They need two world champions, and I say that because they would not book one world champion going between two shows. They wouldn't book it correctly. But 
I could honestly see that, and I'm honestly afraid that they're going to have Brock win the title back, which my thing is there's no need. Brock doesn't need the WWE title. He's already won the Royal Rumble. He's already got a title match against whoever is the universal champion, Roman Reigns, at uh, WrestleMania, because it better not be Goldberg or I'm not watching. Um, (laughs) But you can't make us watch either. And you can't make me watch it. I mean, I will watch the rest of WrestleMania. And then if it it ends up being Goldberg and Brock Lesnar for the universal title, I'll be like, nope, nope. And that's where I'll stop it. (laughs) But Bobby Lashley should win this match. Bobby Lashley is the one who is there, who has put in the time, who has rebuilt himself from that awful garbage that they gave him when he came back in 2018. You know, they gave him, they tried to make him a baby face. They put him in that stupid feud with Sami Zayn and all that just, they gave the man a bunch of crap and he worked through that rebuilt his career and is an awesome world champion and I think he deserves to go to win to retain his title and go to Wrestlemania and defend it there not just be a transitional champion for Brock Lesnar because nobody else Uh, in that match is good they're not going to put the belt on AJ they're not going to put it on Riddle Austin Theory is way too young as far as being on the main roster, he's way too new. They're not going to put it on him. And they are, I don't see them giving it to Seth. The one thing about Austin Theory, and this just kind of popped in my head, I have a feeling Vince sees something in him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sometimes Vince, I mean, he can be right on the money. He's seeing something in Austin Theory yeah. that he likes. <laughs> and he thinks he could actually do something good. If they start out the match with Austin Theory and AJ Styles, that is a way to show what Austin Theory can do. Because Austin Theory had a great match with AJ Styles on Raw. I think it was not not this past Raw, but I think it was last week. He had a a really great match with AJ Styles. I mean, Austin Theory is good. You know, he's got that potential. I just don't see him. He's He's not world champion. Not yet, not by a long shot. No, uh, I'd like to see AJ get it. I don't. Yeah. I think now they're they're starting to position AJ where he is the the guy who's going to make somebody look good. Yeah, he's the um, he's the gatekeeper. He's the Jake yes. Roberts. Yes, he's the guy that's going to get other guys ready for the main event. Yep, and of course AJ. I mean, they could say at the end of the day, look, you haven't had the world title yet. Um, yeah. Even though I think he was universal champion for who AJ? Uh, yeah, wasn't he universal? No, champion? AJ's no, he's been the WWE champion twice. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I could see them doing it to get one more time because mm-hmm. I mean he's definitely earned it. Um, but the thing with AJ is this is where he's going to retire. That's yeah. why AJ did everything else and went around the world building his name so that he could go to WWE, get the big contract, and then end his career there. AJ's not going to go anywhere else. This is this is it. I feel like this is where he's going to retire. I mean, and he has nothing else to prove. He doesn't. Look, I mean, because I mean, look look at what he's done everywhere else. Yeah, he's conquered everywhere he's went. 
Yeah. And he's the, earned respect everywhere he's went. Yeah. The only world title that he's never won was the Ring of Honor world title. And if Cody ends up buying that and making that, AJ could always go back there and win that world title. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually a rumor I heard. It's like Cody could, you know what? He could be. I mean, he could. Money. Yeah. Uh, and Rollins, I could see Seth Rollins being the dark horse in this. Oh, Seth Rollins is going to give you a show. Yeah. I mean, between the character work, his in-ring skills, and his bumping ability, because he's going to bump for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. He's going to bump all over the place. But I just don't see it because it doesn't make it doesn't I make would, sense. To I put wouldn't the put it on, on him. Rollins. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't put it on him. But it wouldn't surprise me if they did because there've been worse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I could I could easily see Seth Rollins being like the dark horse candidate for the title in this mm-hmm. you know um but yeah I, I want to see bobby lashley walk out the title because if i was bobby lashley even if it is a work i don't care i'd be annoyed oh yeah i would be very <laughs> i'd be very annoyed if i had to be the transitional champion so that you could get the belt back on brock it's like no because i'm here week in and week out right and not only that just to put him in the elimination chamber you know you got to defend yeah. your title here, like, man who'd he make mad yeah that's my thing i had no issue with him if with him having a title defense on the show but it shouldn't be in the chamber it should not be that, in the chamber at all that cha- that chamber match should be a number one contenders match brock should not be involved it th- this match should be bobby lashley seth rollins austin theory riddle aj styles and kevin owens and kevin that owens sh- exactly. that should be the match brock has already got a title match set for wrestlemania so there's no need to put Brock in the chamber for another world title when you've already booked him to win the Rumble in two and a half minutes. <sighs> and then, you know, he's already said he's going to WrestleMania to challenge Roman Reigns. So. Oh, Lord. Like I said, they just listen to us. Yeah. And, but uh, if, Brock, if Brock wins, you're going to get a colorful text. I'm just, you know how it is. <laughs> I want to see colors with it too. I want to yeah, see everything. Yeah, it's not going to be family friendly <laughs> if Brock wins that title. Oh. So that will be Saturday at noon Eastern time, 11 o'clock Central time. Yep, 11 o'clock my time. Uh, so, hey, that's a good, you know, wake up, wake up late Saturday. All right. Uh, time to watch some wrestling. 11 o'clock on a Saturday was the last yep. time you've done that. Uh, uh, high school. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been a hot minute. So, high school, early. Uh, uh, no, actually, college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Watch some of that in college. Yeah. And on paper, this card actually looks like it'll be pretty decent. Yeah, um, it does. We, you know, I mean, we were surprised by Crown Jewel because we even said it was a couple of matches. We're like, oh, great. Now I'm just going to have to watch it. And then we did. We're like, you know what? That was a good card. I see a mysterious hand coming in. is that the great chess player uh no she's at her grandma's okay yeah Uh, in case you're wondering who we're talking about we're talking about savannah because apparently she's a chess prodigy oh my god she's so good i taught her how to play chess um years ago now and i've beaten her twice i mean she sees she sees the board better than people we played in tournaments and here's some little known trivia about me and dwaylin and i I gotta tell the world dude (laughs) 
Joellen and I were not just members of the chess club in high school. We were officers in the chess club our senior yeah. year in high school. Yep. I think you were the vice president, weren't you? I think so. And I was like the secretary, the treasurer, which mm -hmm. meant I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but either way, I mean, that's our pictures in the yearbook. That's right. Chess club yep. officer. Was, yeah, that's right. Balling. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if y'all want to throw some nerd cred in there. Yeah. We got you. Because Sean Toy was the president. Yep. And I don't remember who the other, there was one more officer. I'm trying to, I yeah, can't remember I can't who remember. the other person was. Uh, I'll have to find my yearbook, which I haven't looked at in probably you know, 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm going to text Alan and ask him if he has his yearbook. And I'm going to say, hey, can you do me a favor? Go to the chess club portion. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, but anyway, so yeah, uh, that's that card. And um, two more kind of personal announcements. One of them is actually kind of sad. I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. I found out a friend of mine the other day. She had been sober for uh, 18 months. And she just had a relapse. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on. She told me the whole story about what happened because every time I'd see her, I'd say, how long? And she'd tell me, you know, mm -hmm. I'd give her a big old hug because I'm been very supportive of her. And she said four days. And I said, what? Mm. And she, and she had, you know, said that some things happen. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, like I said, you know, she had a relapse, you know, but, you know, she knows that we're still thinking and praying and, and supporting right. her every way we can, you know, um, because we, everybody wants to see her succeed. Right. You know, just like we do anybody. If you have a friend, family member, uh, co or somebody, if, if they have, um, an addiction of some kind, you know, um, and in her case, I mean, it's, it's alcohol and plus some other things, mm -hmm. um, you know, definitely, I mean, give them the support they need because yeah. i mean it's something that she know everybody knows you cannot beat it on your own nope you're going to need a support system yep no so um and the other thing you know i tell you is actually good news is actually something uh that actually kind of happened today there's a kid well I, okay i'm gonna call him a kid i met him when he was a kid he was mm -hmm. about 12 years old uh because my mother-in-law was doing foster care for him and he stayed there, you know, him and his sister both until they graduated. And then he ended up a few years later, he went to the army. You know, he was enlisted. Mm -hmm. Well, right now he's at Moorhead. He's going through the commission, army commissioning program. And he actually hit me up today because he's getting commissioned. You know, like it, actually pinning on second lieutenant on the 13th of May. He called me up and he said, hey, um, I want you to give me my give the first salute. That's awesome. And, yeah. And for those who have never been in the military, I mean, yeah, it is a huge honor. Um, and with that, actually, they call it the silver dollar salute because the newly commissioned lieutenant or if you're in the Navy or Coast Guard is ensign, they actually give a silver dollar to the first enlisted person who gives them a salute because they mm -hmm. say, you, yeah, you buy your first one, you, you know, you earn the rest. Um, and when he, he called me up, and, right. yeah, he called me and said, Hey, I'll, um, would you be able to, to do that? You know, which means go down to Moorhead. And, and I said, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I said, it would be an absolute honor to do that because I've known him since, you know, he was yeah. um, you know 12 years old and, you know, went in foster care and he wasn't in foster care because he was a troublemaker. He was in foster care because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the people who were supposed to be raising him, well, weren't. 
And so, I mean, you could see the kind of story, you know, you already see like the beginning and you see kind of what the end of it is, you know, you're yeah. just kind of filling the blanks in the middle, but he's, he's doing really good for himself and I'm really proud of him. And that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, um, that's one of the cases I'm not crying. You're crying, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's making a, you know, kind of an old man, you know, feel good because, yeah. um, first time he ever won, I actually took him on a military base for the first time was when I was stationed up at Wright Patterson air force base. You know, I took him on base. I was like, Hey, let's, you know, you want, mm -hmm. they, they come up to visit it. And, you know, so I, was, hey, I just kind of showed him around. I mean, and, um, now I don't, don't think I wish he would have done different. I wish he went and went in the air force instead of the army, but you know what? I mean, yeah, whatever, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I don't believe I have anything. We might possibly have a show tomorrow. We are planning on having a show tomorrow. Now, whether it's an interview or whether it's discussing mm -hmm. wrestling events, we'll find out tomorrow because, yep. yep. And Saturday is a day of wrestling. It ends Sunday. Like I said, we have one more show. Hopefully, I will talk to the last person. If he hasn't responded, okay. I'm, I'm actually going to talk to him in person Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Say, hey, what's up? You know, um, but I mean, he's been, he was actually one of the first people we talked to about it, and he sounded very excited then. So I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's going to be on, on board. Just, um, yeah. You know, I think the time, I have a feeling the time might be difficult for him. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, because that sounded like the one concern he had. The day was, was fine. It was just the time. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't have anything else. Like I said, I want to give another shout out to TNC Sport Talk, Jay and Trey. Yep. For Absolutely. Creating the video that hopefully I was able to add on to the beginning of this. And, um, and also give a, a shout out to Jamie and John at Bless the Hearts and True Crime Cast. And give a shout out to Dwaylon just because he's Dwaylon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, give another thank you to roger ruffin for coming on the show that was yes. uh that, that was a fun time um even though i had to correct because he said he called dwayland Dwayne. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of people said, do <laughs> yeah I, I mean you just don't see the in there <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I mean, you can't be the only dwayland in the in the whole world no probably not uh, uh, now i did meet a guy uh, a supervisor guy over in in Afghanistan, he had a name that was pretty unique. And I said, you're probably the only person with that name in the entire world. He's like, yeah, probably <laughs> so. <laughs> so um, but yep. So until we are able to talk again, my friend, God bless. All right. God bless.